once again. And can this be the start of something? Well, Bruin does his score goal. Will Bruin get the avalanche? Will Bruin get the avalanche? Critical finish for Bruin. Let's go. 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 let us and everything's kind of been tabled, obviously, due to certain circumstances. And, What's and yeah, yeah, I don't know. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And so it was, um, you know, I should know in the next week or two, I'd hope um, kind of what where I kind of stand and if it, if it works for me and, and if it works for the team, too. So. so did you have to, like, update your LinkedIn like the rest of us? Or? I no, I don't. I, I have no resume. <laughs> There's literally one sentence. I've been, I've been thinking about this more and more, especially coming off ACL and right. getting like older. I'm like. What am I going to do? Exactly. And no matter how much MLS prepares us and the it's, union you meetings, don't get you don't. Because when you're playing, you just want to, like, you're so focused on yeah. getting healthy right now and you just want to play. The more you get distracted outside of that, the you're, I was always scared to not perform. And so I kind of was just, like, so hyper-focused and kind of hedged my bets against connections and, you yeah. know, being at the and, club for a long time. So um, it's kind of where I stand. So we'll and, see. Yeah, I guess I've definitely been thinking about that more since I've had more time to kill with rehabbing but it's right. just like all of a sudden it hits you and you're just like all right it's daunting now dude. It's, i mean it's time for real life imagine chad chad retired yeah. and the snap of a finger at least i knew months in advance that i was going to stop playing yeah. chad kind of moved out of his place here drove all the way to indy had a baby and like now it's like oh okay all right what to do now? january 1st yeah what do i do so it's, it's uh it's it's you know it, it can be scary at times but Try to use your connections the best you can. Why do you think I'm doing this podcast? I'm getting right. paid for this. Yeah. I just like, read today 100, 100 million listeners or podcasts. Yeah. y
Spotify. No, that's not possible. Johnny Football is the most followers known to man. <laughs> so you've been, you're doing. Can you even tell? You're you're everywhere right now. Yeah, you everywhere. are. You're doing the the pregame with Q13, right? Is that happening? Yeah. Before that, I'm gonna do. Uh, the Occidental MC, Park. The Occidental Park, yeah. For Just for, I mean, probably like 20, 25 minutes I'll be there. And You're going to open for Macklemore? Special guests. Yeah, I'm going to do a dance routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juggling. Side uh, dancer. Some sort of yeah, interpretive dance. Yeah. Um, hang out there and then shoot over straight for pregame TV. Uh, Any, and then, anything else that you are you on? You must be on other stuff, though. Yeah, I mean, this week has been insane. Every morning, afternoon, and evening, I've been doing something. Um, but I, I told Taylor that. I was like, use me as a resource, and I'll do whatever I can. So whether it was XM, you know, radio, local radio, uh, TV today with uh, Ellen, and, you know, just, I mean, why not? Like, it's, yeah, uh, this is a once-in-a-lifetime sure. once thing, possibly, uh, to be involved in this. Um, so I wanted to be... I can't play, you know, I'm far removed from playing, so might as well enjoy not, not it the best far. I can, right? Not that far. You I can mean, longer than you. You lace the extra. <laughs> so I, off the air, I asked Will if it was better to be watching it, like from a distance, knowing that you can't do anything about it, or it's worse knowing you can't do anything about it. I'll let you answer for yeah. yourself. So much worse, like not being able to do anything about it. Like I told you, like I'm the only person on the injury report, and it's just like it's it crazy. sucks. Yeah. Like I never thought, ah, oh, I never have ACL. I'll never do anything like that. I'll be good, no big deal. Then it happens, and you're like, all right, it happens in two seconds, and you're like, all right, next nine months you're rehabbing. Like I'm already looking into next year. Like when am I going to be back on the calendar? Yeah, well, that was when you had your injury. You're already looking at next year. Yeah, right. And but at least you like, had some. I mean, you had a, a terrible injury, but yeah. in saying that you'll still be able to continue your career, which is yeah, an amazing yeah, thing. Sure, but having this here, like the championship, I mean, you've been part of them before. It's like, yeah, it's amazing, it's right? It's such a cool, like, I think, like, on a selfish note, I think it makes it a little tougher for me. Yes, um, but, like, being sure. part of being around the guys and seeing, like, the excitement and how yeah. happy they are and then, like, wishing I could put myself in the shoes, like, in the short term and being like, hey, I wish I could be celebrating this with you. It's like, it sucks. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, look, I still played this year i scored two goals this year whoopee yeah. um but, but they're both uh, against toronto i know right? yeah it's we've been watching right? film on yeah. it <laughs> i remember in 2017 when i did my herniated my disc yeah. i knew i was out for the season from august and i got to warm up with the team and, and do a little bit on the side mm -hmm. uh in toronto the day before the game yeah. and that was like an amazing feeling so, right? so instead of just standing there you like actually feel like you're progressing and you get a little taste of that kind of yeah. atmosphere right so schmetzer pulled me aside today and said hey um i'm gonna let you warm up with the team tomorrow right. so i get to warm it's up perfect. with the guys tomorrow and maybe it's a little ahead of schedule the trainers were all like no no you can't do that get away get away i'm like screw you yeah. guys i'm gonna warm yeah. up the team if, if the boss said i can so exactly. um, i'm looking forward to that but it's just like being around the guys and that camaraderie is like something that you know you kind of miss when when it's taken away from you yeah when you're injured you spend all your time in the gym by yourself God, you're kind of just like that ostracized gym. yes exactly like at, you and the guys love you but ultimately you're removed yeah. right so you know you're not like on the field like with them. the best feeling yeah. ever as a player yeah. so for you though you're a little more removed you have some space is this fun is this like a is yeah. this neat to be able to like as a like you feel like a like a fan right yeah, now totally totally feel like a fan um i mean i still feel so connected to the team um everyone has remained the same over 10 years not not players but you know um all fans the staff and yeah. staff and right. you know just everyone surrounding the team so i still feel welcomed when i come back which is exactly why we came back because it was such an awesome community so uh in saying that it's been 
Um, awesome. Yeah, the biggest fan right now. Uh, well, I, I just want to say Eric Freeberg just walked in, uh, which is another sign. He's back there. But uh, it's just another – I'm amazed at how, how many – players from this 2016 team I'm, I'm imagining from other teams as well are showing up this week and it's i mean it's like it's a little fanboyish i really have me to realize for me to say but it's it's just neat to see cool. all you guys here it's cool uh i think the club sent out a message just like and it was the core of that 2016 team you know uh, the guys that really were impact players and they said hey do you want to come back and i think everyone was just like absolutely yeah put me on the next flight so I think some of them were here for like almost a week and it says a lot like these guys love the city um anytime you win a championship it just adds like something special to that group it's a connection that you'll have forever right you share that with with those guys um eric still says ultimately he's the best number 10 in mls in 2016. <laughs> i mean the only other number 10 in the final was giovinko so i know i mean they're only one and, came out on top that's right so, exactly one of them but one of them went the whole game right yeah one of yeah, them did not of them go the whole game soft. Right. One of them was not soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's stoked to be back. And we've How many spent, uh, MLS Cups have you been to? I'm sorry, I don't uh, know. I've been head. to three. And you've won yeah, two. two. That's yeah. a pretty good ratio. Yeah, yeah, if you want, it's up yeah. to you. Yeah. How about you, Will? Oh, for three. Oh, for three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for so, three. Oh, yeah, two with three. Houston. The old yeah. Houston days. Yeah. The old uh, Houston the old, Dominoes. Yeah. So that's a pretty good uh, You came ratio. after the shootout year? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Well, 2011, I think that was 09, maybe. That's right. Yeah. That um, no. But yeah. That was 10. 10? Okay. Yeah, because 9 was here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. 9 that's right. was here. So yeah, I was yeah. 0 for 2 but in the Galaxy. that was at home for Houston, that, too, winning saying. at home. That's kind of cool, My next question right? was going to be, uh, have, how many, did you have any at home? Uh, no. No, no, it's like, no, because Columbus, at that time, it was, um, it was a centralized it was, location. Yeah, they, it was they, in L.A. Yeah. Uh, so it was snowing the day before, yeah. and then we went to L.A. and played like a 12:30 game. The grass was super long. It was terrible. It's but crazy. New York was awful that year, so it was like one of the easier games we've ever played yeah. in. Turn yeah. around in 2016 was like the hardest game I think the team has ever played yeah. in, though. Okay. Just like hung on for dear life, I remember life, watching right? that before I got traded here. I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. So, both, so, Will, you've at least experienced what the buildup is like yeah. when the game – or both of you experienced what it was like, the buildup to the game when it's on the road. Is it how dramatically different is it when you're hosting the team and obviously you have a little bit more time to take all this in, but how different is it when you're the host? I mean, yeah, it's like even for me, somebody who's not playing and has been removed for the last four months, it's like you can feel the excitement and like the vibe around the team. And it's just really cool because it's like we're going through everyday things that are normal to you. You're going to the same locker room, you're going to the going back home after you're doing everyday things that you do all year that are no big deal as whereas when you're on the road you're at a hotel it's just it's just different um it's the first one i've been a part of that's that's been at home and it's just it feels comfortable it feels fun but at the same time you can't fall into that trap of having it be comfortable you got to make sure because you know toronto's going to come out flying and that's just something you gotta gotta be ready for so brad you never have hosted an mls cup but do you think there are challenges inherent in hosting that maybe you yeah for sure expectations expectations yeah. are through the roof now um, right hyper focus here on tv on radio on instagram now you know twitter it's just everyone sees it all day long you, you really have to figure out a way to disconnect yourself um whether that's you know you got a kid or you got a dog or you have to find a way to shut it off otherwise it, it could eat you alive and that's almost an advantage for the away team yep because you 
your city is like, okay, good luck, right? Yeah, they, they might they might fly a flag or you know have have you know some lights on their stadium or whatever. Yeah. But at, at the end of the day, it's like okay, here take a charter flight and you go almost. I think they got here yesterday, so you're really there for three days before also, and then you're kind of just in a hotel and you're hanging out and and like Will said, the the expectations aren't as high, especially for this game. I think it's through the roof. I think a bit like 2017 for Toronto. I think yeah. the expectations for that team to win that game were... They couldn't lose the second time. Right. We're, like, we're just like this, um, which is insane that it's now a third time in, in four years that these two teams match up. Is uh, It's actually kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, it's tough. It's tough for the guys. One of the things I was kind of surprised about in 2017, and at the time gave me some confidence as an observer, was it looked like Toronto was kind of tight like they seemed like they were a little bit prickly about things even though they came in huge favorites they were having this amazing season of course they played very they ended up playing very well yeah but is that i mean is that that's manufactured yeah that's a product of the club and how they design it yeah i think you know greg vanny's been around long enough that he knows what distractions are and he knows the the chess side of things um and i think that he does it as well as anybody tactically especially um, and so I, that, that is a design by the club to take away distractions from the team. And I think that that club has no problem saying no to media. I think that they'll just be like, no. And <laughs> those players, the too. Don't yeah. do that? Yeah, and, the, and, the, and the players, too. I think right. that, that those guys have been around enough with the national team. And I've seen them with the national team. Guys will, you know, ask for autographs and there'll be, you know, 100 people. And we're here at the Sounders. We're like, yeah, we got to hit everyone, right? Right. Where sometimes it's just like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that today. You know. Yourself. So it's just it's different for every team and and the culture and the fans that surround it. I think to uh, add to that. So, so with this, this is probably more of a question for, for Will, but feel free to chime in. Um, with that expectation being more heavily on the Sounders' shoulders, yeah. is that something that you think the players and the staff are aware of, and that they're trying to? I mean, I think everybody internally knows. Um, it's not something that gets spoken about because you don't want to. I mean, I mean, it's a bigger game, obviously, but you don't want to treat it like it's a bigger game. You want to prepare like, like it's any other game. But there's obviously going to be a little more preparation, a little more attention to detail. It's the end of the year. Maybe guys are getting on each other's nerves. It's just turning into fall. Um, so it's just one of those things where. It doesn't get talked about. Like nobody's gonna hype it up more. There's more media training. People know it, but you know it's it's another day to go play 90 minutes and show what you can do. I think consistency is key there. Yeah, right. For sure. And the Sounders have done it before, so they know how to manage a locker room. You know better than 95% of the teams in MLS. And I think that's a product. So it, it's culture culturally at this point. Yeah. They've been so good in knockout games, and they've faced so many one-off opponents whether that's open cups uh, you know supporter shields here in 2014 and there's no pan 2016 yeah. exactly it's like it's it's kind of business as usual yeah. and schmetz had it what two championships before with the usl team so it's not like he's never seen it before right even coming into 2016 he knew how to get a team to a championship um so i think yeah will kind of hit the hit the head there well so brian has it's maybe an undeniable there's no way to escape it there is an expectation once it became clear that the Sounders were hosting this game. It was undeniable that the expectation was you're going to get it across the finish line. Whether or not that happens, who knows? But that is immediately, that's like the Sounders immediately become the favorites. Brian, the organization in general, seems to be leaning into that and saying, like, 
yeah, like if we don't win this, it's a huge disappointment. Yes. Is that helpful or is that act? Do you feel like that's? I don't know. As a as an outside observer, as an inside observer, is that good or bad? Brad's opinion on this first. Um, I always like to play the card of the other team is so much better than us. Like I've always been a fan of that. Anytime I've ever done an interview, I've always given so much credit to the other team, even though internally I knew that I would probably take you know ten of eleven starters over the other team. Um, I always loved being the underdog. I think that maybe that was just my whole career, your whole career too, right? Like nobody could have ever predicted where we ended up in our careers. And that's that's just the way I kind of roll. Um, but expectations are such that he's rolling with it. And it's it's a gamble, Cotton. It's like, <laughs> it's it's intense. I think it's two completely different games going to LAFC and having to take care of business there with the underdog role, like Brad was saying, like, oh, nobody expects us to win. Like, media's written us off. Like, that was the whole buildup. And now it's like, we're hosting a final in front of 70, 72,000 people. So are the roles reversed? Um, so it's one of those things where, yeah, you build it up. And as a player, I, I don't think I don't think the message should be like, this is a huge game. You need to win it because that just puts added pressure on that sure. shouldn't be put on. I think it should be more of a, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, going to be a full stadium, big game, but something you guys have done before. So just take care of business. And I don't know how. I mean, I don't know how honest she could be with this, but I'll ask anyway. I mean, do you? You know me. I'm always pretty honest. What do you like the? I mean, do you, what do you think of the of the way they're messaging it? Do you like it? I think the messaging has been very good. Um, you know, at the beginning of the week, it was a little bit like this is a very big game, guys. Like, like thanks. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you're ready. But then it's it's kind of eased in this week, and I think it's kind of settled into. You know, this is business as usual. We're going to go over our film. We're going to do what we do that leads us up to a game. And then, you know, just take care of business on the field. And I think guys are feeling good. And trainings have been, from what I've seen outside, on the side, trainings have been have been well. Brad, have you noticed a difference between uh, – you left the city for a little bit. Uh, just kind of the difference between 2016 and 2017 and then finally hosting a final in the city. Have you kind of noticed – course how how big of a difference it's been yeah yeah it's crazy uh 2016 they're all totally different stories right 2016 was pretty much last place and then we bring in nico lose clint and somehow make a final that was just every, every game was like all right and schmetz was so good at this he was just like all right let's go out there and and show people and that we care right most importantly um and the whole attitude kind of shifted and, and we rolled with it um and then the city was obviously stoked. I remember all the fans in the hotel uh, pregame, you know, going out to the to the bus and then afterwards, you know, celebrating in the hotel was incredible. Um, and that was kind of like, oh, my God, we just did this. Right. And it was bizarre. And then the next year was pretty consistent for the most part. And then, you know, you find yourself in another final and uh, it felt a little bit different. It felt like Toronto just kind of knew what they were doing and we looked lost from minute one in that game so kind of i started that ideas. game and i felt like i just defended the whole time right right so crazy and i don't even remember the tactics going into that game i was on the sideline <laughs> and uh He's they, they, they were just firing on all cylinders that day yeah. and that's something that now we can look back on and say hey we can do that at home now right this year has been much of the same although more consistent i think than 2017 even yeah. and if nico and, and raul are on um, it will absolutely cause havoc for Toronto. Press, yeah. yeah. So you, uh, 
you bring it up, so I'm going to bring it up. 2017, I think, was a disappointing final from a lot of from a lot of angles, yeah. right? Oh. Has do you feel like Brian's tactics have evolved since 2017? Do you think anything like there was something to be learned from that game? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think that game was like very difficult for us on the road coming back into an environment I wasn't part of the 2016 team, so I wasn't able to celebrate on their field. But um, being able to come back in and be like, all right, same matchup, rematch. Let's, we knew they were going to get after us. Um, so the, I like to joke around saying I'm a defensive forward. So that's how I felt that game. Like They were just on top of us, on top of us, on top of us. Um, and, you know, it was, it, was, it was tough, but they weren't going to let us beat them a second time on the road. All right, well, and so, but you feel it, and we're going to go to a break after this. Taylor Twoman just got here. We're going to bring wow, him in in a second. Up, huh? I did. Fellow oh, St. Lucian. This is where it goes downhill. You want to grab the mic, though, Taylor? I sure, this is usually done. when it goes downhill. Yes, this is usually when it goes downhill. Yeah. We'll Theoretically, we'll have gone to a break, and we'll bring in Taylor Twoman of ESPN. Yeah. Come into Slummit with us at Hellbent Brewing and in Will Lake Bruin's City. Will Bruins Idol, by the way. Yes, and Will no, Bruins no. Idol. No, no, no. I didn't think he was going to make it here. He's like, oh, I'm not going to make it today. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's what got you to come, right? When I said that I Will's a little guy. Absolutely. I didn't even see him absolutely. at training today. Okay. Absolutely. Oh, all right. We're going to go to break. We're going to go to break real quick. Brad Evans, thank you so much for coming on. The, and uh, we're going to come back and have like Taylor Twoman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the uh, tr the Sounder at Heart Triple Cast. The uh, we got three podcasts that we're putting this out on. Okay. Taylor, Taylor Twelman is with us. We've got the Will Bruin podcast, which is actually called Bear with Us. Yep. We've got No Sadiatis, which is my podcast. We got Sounder at Heart, which is uh, the also yeah, your podcast, also my podcast, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, so Taylor, ESPN, big here time. we are again. Here by the way, huh? Here we are. So Amazing. you. You did a show with us uh, six years ago. That's how long ago it was. That was six years ago. I have pictures of you with my oldest daughter yeah. as a basically a baby. Yeah. And I showed it to her the other day. That was day. a dirty move by you, by the way. It was a dirty move. Dirty move by yeah. you, right? You looked very happy. <laughs> you, my my that favorite. That was six years ago. That was six years ago. Oh it was for the uh, U.S. qualifier against yeah. uh, Panama. Panama during the Mariners game. Remember, and they couldn't sell out the stadium That's because right. the Mariners were like, "No, you can't take all of our fans." Right. That was amazing. We had two yes. games at the same time. Yes, that. That's right. They were going on at the same time. Same time. So it was the, f you know, everyone's excited. You're in Seattle, and it's like, oh, it's gonna be sold out. And then we show up three days before the game, and they're like, well, there's a Mariners game, city rules, and I'm like, what are we doing right now? <laughs> Still, everybody in Seattle showed up. Okay, so this is one of my favorite. I tell this story a lot. Yeah. I hope you don't mind. No, it doesn't bother me. But Taylor showed up at that show. He had a car wait for him, right? Oh, that's right. Yes. That's right. Is that the, is that, is that the story? Okay. And I just thought it was a very uh, big time move. It was very yeah, good. It it's was, very uh, similar to what's happening right Alexi now. Alexi was with me, correct? Yes. So, Alexi was also there. But he didn't come with you. No, but to tell the truth of the story. There we go. Now that's what we're yeah, getting at. Alexi went in doubt, and rightfully so. Yes. Blame me. It of works. Of course. Just works. But I'm not going to say that that car waiting 
was just for my big head. Uh, okay. I think Redhead might have been in on that car. Okay. But it fit me. And it was fun. We actually were doing our podcast at the Nike store that night. Remember? Yes. We did Big Head, Redhead. Yes. We, we hosted it at the Nike store. So we had a lot going on. I can't believe that was six years ago. That was fun. Yeah. So Third we'll, final in four years. Are we really doing this? Yeah, we're really doing this. Will is third time in four years. Will uh, Will Bruin just got back uh, here, and I'm guessing Will has. Will said at the beginning of the show. He said my main idol as a St. Louis soccer uh, player was Taylor Twelman. Yep. And he looked up to you his whole life, and was very disappointed that you might not be able to make it because of traffic. So. Will Bruin growing up, so I come back to St. Louis more often than not. I got my mom, dad there. My brother and sister have moved back over the last couple of years. But long story short, there was this quote-unquote athlete that everybody was talking about. Now, Will will yeah. not say hence, it to anyone. But hence athlete, hence not athlete. soccer player. Right. Yes. Because you were a very good basketball player. Sometimes. And very few people knew that. Obviously, they've now seen your arms and what position? dancing bear. And oh, that's that. Uh, what position were you? Were you? Shooting what position guard. What does he look like? He wasn't a center. I was going to say power forward, so, but I don't know anything. My team, we had two seven-footers. Huh. His team but was legit. We're a bunch I'm of athletes. I'm not mistaken, you guys went to state. We lost to Bashan. Yes, Bashan, which <laughs> for everyone listening yes. has no clue oh, no. what we're talking no, no, about no, no, right but now. But truth fine. of the matter is, I heard about this athlete. So there was a high school basketball game. My brother and I were like, let's go watch it. We went and watched and at the game, everyone's talking to me. You know, he's actually a pretty good soccer player. And I'm watching <laughs> Pretty good's like being nice. But I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, he's good at basketball. What's sad to me is that the story hasn't been told because you went to Indiana and that was a bad decision. Uh, neither here nor there. But the truth of the matter was no one talked about he was a real good athlete growing up. So I knew of Will Bruin way before anyone else in this world knew of him mainly because he was a pretty damn good basketball player and absolutely nothing to do with soccer no, no, like yes my tello it's all it's, it's all baseball yes. in his eyes, right but, uh, i know and and you were a baseball player right taylor you were showing off your baseball catching skills what, at pike what place is that, by the way so just so for the listeners at home what what is it pike place market right yes. i don't want to screw up the verbiage yeah, lord knows Everyone listening to this These will make sure. There's no possessive. Okay. Yeah. I got three death threats yes. on me already in Seattle. I don't yeah, need just four wait. or five. Just wait. Three? That's it? Three. It's actually gone down because you guys, see, Seattle beat LAFC. There we go. Because I had the microphone, everybody said, like, oh, you had a good call. Yeah. If LAFC won 4-1, yes. it would have been 100% my fault. Yeah, you're dead. But we show up at Pike Place Market, and I brought John Champion. He's never done this before in his life. He's dressed to the T. Yes. And he goes, do I need anything on? I go, no, dude, you're totally fine. Complete ass move for me to do that, right? <laughs> the first one comes to him in the English, they don't know how to catch. They hand him a football, <laughs> yeah. they throw it on there, and they're like, no, it's rugby. I'm like, no, it's not. It's American football. Here's how he catches it. He catches the first fish in his chest. <laughs> the long, the, the short of the story is we get back to the hotel. The lady at the hotel goes, whoa, what's that smell? <laughs> and I go, uh, John, his coat, his sweater. So the reason why I'm late to this is we had to go meet Greg Vanny. He had to take a shower because he smelled like god off. He, he didn't want to come join the wall? No, I lost but, him on that one. But to be fair, they are pretty slippery, the fish. I no, they are. They are. 
but it shouldn't get it all over your shirt. No, no. Have you seen the video of him catching this thing? I have not. No. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this makes Hold great on. radio. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Hold on. When I now go through my video, guys. when I go right. through my videos, yeah. I, uh, I, so that was gold two hundred for me. Yes. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Here you go. You'll appreciate this being a St. Louis yeah. guy. So we should probably be narrating it. Yes, right. one so the fish was so it catches it one-handed. one-handed. Yep. And, and then, then John Champion's look Dude, in John the background. John Champion's look is amazing. He's like, yes, that is the best part. Like. <laughs> yeah. So we're playing for dinner. Oh, and whoever, so oh he is. He's like, oh, now, that's great. But because it's yeah. MLS Cup weekend, right? It is? And I, yeah. Huh. I don't oh. know if you guys knew that. Yeah, I know. No. There's we a couple did. tickets available. This is what we do every Friday night. Just go to SeatGeek. There's about 6,000 people on the wait. Um... Anyways, MLS Cup weekend, we had a contest, and guess what? I finished second, so it kind of fits nice. the entire, yeah. There you go. That's perfect. So, uh, second place the rest yeah. of my life. Last time the... Unless we win this week, we're not helping. Last time the Sounders were in MLS Cup, you were on the call. Yes. Didn't go very well. No. Um, was it your fault? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. How do you see this one going? Oh, man, this is interesting. So... It's a weird one that Toronto wins because if Seattle's playing in Atlanta, they're playing with house money because they... It, first off, let me say this. The game against LAFC, I'll argue with anyone, it's the best game in Seattle Sounders history in Major League Soccer. I think the way they performed, the game plan, the way they executed everything, I'm not going to bore the listeners with all that X's and O's, but that game against LAFC is the best performance in franchise history, in my opinion. So now if you go on the road in Atlanta... There's no pressure on you. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. All the pressure's on Seattle. Now, Will's not going to want to hear this. No one in Seattle is. <laughs> no, it's... You play two I think, finals. I think we know. We no know. goals in 210 minutes. Why would yeah. you bring that up? I didn't even know that one. From experience <laughs> of not scoring yeah. in your first two MLS Cups, and you go into your third, the weight of the world's on your shoulders. In saying that... I like the way Seattle lines up for this. One, because Jordan Morris is extremely comfortable in his new role playing wide. Rui Diaz, if I'm in a bar fight, I'm taking the 5'7", 150-pound guy anywhere I'm going because that dude is legit. That And Ladero looks like he's more of a leader than he was in 17. Um, but if they've got to chase the game, the guy next to me has got a bum knee. Where, where, how do you chase the game if you're game. Seattle? You can get into the game. Yeah, you could. You it, could. But, uh, so, so what's Toronto got to do to make Seattle chase the game? Honestly, get to halftime 0-0. Make the 70,000 in the building anxious. Make Feel that anxiety. You're on the road. It doesn't matter. The longer you go 0-0. Even if they score an early goal, it helps them. I get that. But if Josie doesn't start, Toronto's not the same dynamic team that, yeah. that, that they are when Josie plays. You get to 0 0 60th minute, I can promise you one thing that's 70,000. Everybody's going to want to throw up because <laughs> now you're at 270 minutes, 280 minutes. You still haven't scored a goal against Toronto. So if they if Toronto scores an early goal, do you think it awakes a sleeping beast? Or I do. do you think, yeah. I because, you know, do. we go to L.A., LAFC, they score on us, and it's a big party for LAFC. Yep. But me being inside the locker room, I know these guys. These guys don't care. Like, yep. there's so much, like, camaraderie in this group that it's like we know what we can do. And I think also on the counterpoint, 
if it's going to be back and forth, I'll take our team against any team in the league, any team I can think of in the past 10 years. Like, I'll even go up against that Atlanta team last year just yep. in transition games yep. because we have that much quality going forward. No, there's a lot there. I, I do agree with you. If Toronto scores an early goal, they still have got their work cut out. The longer they go 0-0, though, that does not help Seattle. And I think there's going to be an interesting wrinkle in the 11s that I think is going to be an interesting one. When people see the lineup, they're going to say, wait a minute. So wait Taylor a minute. knows something we don't. Right. But As anyways, I should. Anyways, um, do you think Toronto sits in and tries to hope to get it to 0-0 on the 60th minute? Define sit in. Sit in the way they did against Atlanta or sit in no, by having no, possession? No, I won't, I won't say sit in. I'll say they go with five at the back. I think they're going to try to keep the ball as long as they can. Yeah. Um, because we're not really a team that's going to keep the ball. We like to go. So this could be could be a boring I'm a game. But... Fan, and I'm watching this game. And you are, right? Spencer. You are a Sounders fan. Yeah. Right. I am until I leave this brewery. Right. You are. <laughs> with... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> with you're a fan of them. I know about that. Yeah, dude, you know oh, St. Louis yeah, no, I, know. I know the thing. <laughs> First off, I'm only Cardinals and Blues through. You know that. Yes, no, I know. I mean, I was. Um, until the Bruins went in Boston. <laughs> well, I mean, I was a huge Rams, and they left, and they got good. And I'm like, fuck the Rams. <laughs> Pardon my French. It's your podcast. Yeah, Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, so. It's okay. Uh, I, w- I would love to see Seattle from the opening whistle on the front foot get after it and absolutely punch Toronto in the face. Do I think they do it? I don't know. I want them to because I would love to absolutely see that, see how Toronto reacts as a neutral, but also see Schmetzer and the Sounders look at everyone like myself saying, 210 minutes, you haven't scored a goal. Oh, yeah? Well, how's this three-banger in MLS Cup in 2019? That's, that's, that's been what the you motto. would like to see if you're a Sounders fan. I just think Toronto's – when you go through the numbers, they've played in more big games than any team over the last four years. Um, Champions League and everything. Champions they've been League in, in some big true. games, yeah. And so – and Canadian Championship, which everyone in MLS says it doesn't mean anything. But the truth of the matter is that's their only CONCACAF Champions League spot. I know. Which, yeah. by the way, completely ridiculous. That if Toronto wins MLS Cup, they don't get CONCACAF Champions League? That's the easiest way to get into Champions League, in my or, opinion, for winning the Canadian Championship. Uh, it's now, debatable. It has been, but now with the Canadian Premier League, it's There's tougher. There's at least a little bit more so. of an actual tournament. And yeah. it helps that Vancouver hasn't done anything. Now, when Vancouver sure. was right. kind of competitive, Very and true. Montreal Very was competitive, point. like... Right. They're, they're different, but yeah. it is For interesting sure. how yeah. you just look at big games. Toronto's, a, you know, I know they finished ninth in the regular season. They're a better team in big games than people want to give them credit for. You know, it doesn't matter how you get in. Get in. Well, get to the game. It's, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. Know. Yeah, I know, too. <laughs> so uh, we, had t- we, we know you got to get out of here, but Will had a very pressing question oh, yeah, 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 that yeah, he yeah. wanted to make yeah, sure to ask you. I forgot you. about this. So uh, these guys introduced me to a burger. It's called the Impossible Burger. Yeah. Never had one before, ever. Like the one at Burger King? Or just no, it anywhere? Was here. It was okay. Hell, Ben. And, yeah. uh, but it's that food truck that you're blocking. Okay. It'll be anywhere. So yeah. You have it anywhere. Um, I had it. I want to know if you've had it before. I have. What do you think about it? I think I'm going to disappoint you with my answer. I don't think, I think I don't we're going to be on the will. same page here. I'm okay with it. Oh, you oh. really disappointed me with yeah. my answer. <laughs> I'm okay really? with it. I like... I didn't like it. Like, if I'm going to have a burger, it I'm, needs to be a nice big burger. It needs to be a good burger. 
I've put my foot in my mouth probably two million times in the last ten years. Yeah. Uh, one of those two million times was me having that one, and then I had the Impossible Burger, and I ordered it a week later, Will, and I was like, oh, my God, I just admitted that I like this thing. But, and everyone in my group was like, ooh, I thought it was meatless. You don't like it. You want? I actually enjoyed it. But here's the thing. like That's, that's the first one. I ate half of it, and I was like, that's, that's not a burger. You actually, your street cred goes up in my book because of this. But I'm wearing a sweater vest and a blazer yeah, right that's now. True, that's the Impossible true, that's true. Burger kind of fits me right now. Yeah, it does. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's cool like, yeah. You know, like, you know, and I didn't eat meat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. Like, look at me. Have work. you seen this? doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> oh, it's more Meanwhile, I'm just <laughs> recovering from ACL. It doesn't matter. I can't really run. It's better oh, for I gotta you. eat this Impossible It's better burger. for your knee. <laughs> I was, I was proud of Will for ordering it in the first place. He did not. We didn't make him. I was just, I was very proud Process of him to give it a try. to be honest. It was also free for Will. That's but he true. ordered it. He could have ordered anything First he wanted on the menu. So. Yeah, but I'm proud of you too. That shows I, a little. No, I should say, I had I'm the opportunity to order it too, and I didn't order it for free. So. <laughs> well, Jimmy Conrad just joined us. Yes. Jimmy Perfect. Conrad just joined us. Jim, Jimmy, <laughs> have you tried an Impossible Burger? That's yet? what we're talking about now. Yeah, I have actually. And I'm willing to bet a million dollars on it right now that you loved it. I was just I, gonna I say didn't that. didn't really care for it. Too My much. man, you were fu- you were so man. full of it. You're lying. I'm a vegetarian now. I know oh you are. God. That's why I said this. No, I can't. By the way, no I cheated on the no billionaire. No more guests. <laughs> no right more guests are allowed. So listen, like when you're a vegetarian, you don't want products that taste like meat. You want, you don't. That's I don't. I'm not looking for a thing to taste. Then like don't meat. eat a burger. <laughs> This is kind of when the pot. I didn't know we called in nutritionist Jimmy well, Conrad. Over. Is, no, I. I yeah. So that was actually that was my contention. Also, is that it's a it's a burger for people probably like Taylor and myself who are looking to eat less meat but not be vegetarians. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But not like I I can understand a vegetarian. Why would you eat a, an Impossible Burger? You just well not eat meat. So like if you're if if you're vegan, you're craving beef. You can't hear him. You guys got we'll, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> no, it's a good one. I just, I was curious because you, you, I have one. I, you're well cultured. Thank you. You're very well traveled. Put that on a business card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't tag my name. Jimmy, we are in Seattle. You don't tag my name on anything. Oh, really? Everything's Taylor's What's that? fault. Well, Taylor just said he was a Sounders fan, so. Massive Sounders fan. Yeah. Well, he also said the next party he's going to is yeah. a Toronto I'm a fan. Toronto so. fan. <laughs> I'm going to be a Toronto fan in about 45 minutes. <laughs> so do you need, you need to get out of here, Taylor, or are you good? I kind of need to get out of here, but yeah. just don't tell anyone if I was late okay. what I was doing. Kind of need. Well, this doesn't come out till tomorrow morning, yeah, so you're it fine. Won't come out till... no, we're fine. Yeah. 7 p.m. I'll be there in 7.30. This okay. was fun. Well, thank but you for coming, Taylor. No, I got to try to stay relevant somehow. Just you know score goals. You get to score goals. guys like me, you know? Yeah, but you're the Somehow. dancing bear. Score goals, dude. Thanks, guys. This was all fun. Right. Thank right. you for doing this, Taylor. It was very nice of you to drive himself all the way out to Whoa, Lake no City. Driver. No driver. No drove himself, huh? Wow. All right, we're going to go to a break, and we'll the come back that, and talk the, to Jimmy Conrad. The car that drives on, itself, uh, Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we, we won't. I don't know how this is going to go. All right, we're going to come back, though. Welcome back to the Sounder Heart Triple Cast. Will Bruin, Mark Kastner, Jeremiah Shan, Lickett, and Jimmy Conrad hey, is now up? here. What's up? 
Jimmy, how is it? Uh, how is it? That's great. You I'm just got in. Literally just got in, right? I got in and uh, rented a car and tried to break as many laws as possible. Nice. And now I'm here. They what kind of car did you get? Car. So I'm here as an ambassador for AT&T. Yeah. Oh, good. They got me a, uh, a Jaguar SUV. I'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> wow. driving. It's, wow. it's like the nicest yeah. rental car I've ever been in. Wow. I didn't oh, even, no, they gave that up as a rental car. Also, yeah. we don't really like That's SUVs crazy. here. That's like, true. you know, the environment. No, and stuff, I get it. But. Yeah. So I'm surprised he even offered up. Yeah, yeah. Back to that point. Well, must be nice to be an influencer on online. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so you get Jaguar stuff. Huh? <laughs> influencer, whatever that is. Yeah. I have them all fooled, smoking mirrors. So, what are you? What are you driving at home? Like that's they have been nice. Like, so you know, I have a 2011 Highlander. It's a soccer mom. Okay. That's why I got two little girls. I'm coaching both of them. Volunteer dad coach. Loving it. Loving every single. Let's minute. go. I got a 2011 Jeep Liberty. First, yeah, yeah, first yeah. car I ever bought. First, only car I've ever bought. I mean, we're we're American-born MLS you know, players. Exactly. We can only afford so much. Everybody. Yeah, I can't even get another car. I made twenty-four thousand dollars my rookie year. So, so some I'll players I'm with got like eight you know, cars, and I'm years, just what that looks like. I'm just 70, trying to get by. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we're talking cars. I got a 2012 CRV. Wow. We should be doing what he's doing. Yeah, well. That's what I'm saying. I got a ninety. Got the wrong job. Why do you think I'm getting into this right now? <laughs> now this is the where the big money comes in. All right, here we go. Got a '99 Forester with a flat tire. Wow. Breaking in that blogger money. Yeah, you know? riding that tire. <laughs> that car has a story to tell. Aaron Campo, you know, though, I, does have a nice car. I want to hear what... Tell us about your car, Aaron. Uh, I have a 2019 Audi S5. Wow. <laughs> wow, must yeah. be nice, huh? Oh. It's pretty nice. Living the it dream. was my... I didn't yeah. die of cancer, so I said I should buy myself a nice car. Yeah, I respect that. And so, I'm glad you're still here. Was, yeah, me too. Yeah. So yeah. you can drive around your Audi S5. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To make, his nose. There's the one profiting from the podcast, huh? To make Aaron a little uncomfortable, I know he doesn't like this stuff, but he did have his last chemo treatment today. So wow. just want to say wow. congratulations, congratulations to Aaron. Yeah. Nice. Clean, um, clean bill of health. Nice. He, clean bill of health. Everything's good? As much as these things go. All right. Yeah. Cool. But I don't have to do that. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's saying Congrats. yes outside of the mic that probably is not getting picked up. And that's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Because that's the kind of <laughs> podcast this is. Yes. It's the kind of podcast where and we welcome don't know what's Jimmy actually show up. <laughs> so Jimmy, uh, what has been your very quick impression of the way Seattle has embraced? Have you gotten any sense at all of what the scene is in Seattle right now, like from a distance or up close? I mean, I know there's a big throng of people that are looking to find where Brian Schmetzer lives. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so they can put uh, Nobody Bob knows. signs on his lawn, <laughs> yes. you know, feeling better than Bob. No, I, I think that there's a nice vibe. I feel like the energy is good. And from the amount of tickets that you guys have sold to go to this game, I think it's going to be a pretty incredible atmosphere. So I'm, I'm guessing you've been around a few MLS Cups? I was here in 2009. Uh, I was a halftime show with Freddie Montero. We did a, a Guitar Hero against each other. Who won? Are you serious? I let Mon they told me I had to let Montero in. They told you? Because right. he was the Sounders yeah. hero. I kept yeah. coming to Seattle. I was going to say, sounds about right, right there. Yeah. Had he ever played the game before? I assume you no, had. No, no. You had? Why do you assume that, Mark? Yeah, that's. Well, I don't know. You're kind of racist, not huh? Cool. Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. But uh, no, he hadn't played before. But we we had a little rehearsal before, and he got up to whatever. He made it as easy as possible for him. But yeah, I had to sandbag it so Freddie Montero could win. <laughs> you shouldn't have done it. You should have just beat him. What song like, was it? Uh, I can't even remember to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So, Highway to Hell, would you say? <laughs> yeah. Does it, I mean, I, I realize you can't. You probably 
I'm, this is an unfair question at this point, but Great. does this, this, this my favorite ones? Does this feel <laughs> any different than the other MLS Cups you've been to? I mean, being inside it, it feels different than the ones I've been to in Toronto. I would say that this is going to feel a little more epic. Let's say, I think that there's. No disrespect to any other clubs. I didn't get to go to Atlanta last year, so I didn't get to experience It was probably bad, is my guess. <laughs> That's a good guess. Well, I, I mean, like Portland that. lost, so Great it couldn't guess. be too bad. That's true. That's, That's fair. Leicester are both evils. There's no soccer market. Yeah, I very there. much was the hell final, yeah. though. Yeah, I was so. there when you guys won it in Toronto in penalties. <laughs> yeah, I remember. You were yeah. sitting in a corner blogging on the floor. It was cold as shit, too, that, yes. that game. Yeah. So uh, I was just happy when it was over. And I was happy to see you guys do it, too. And, Obviously, Stefan Fry's uh, save is now etched in everybody's memory. Yeah, Will wasn't Two there. weeks later, I was traded there and then right. lost the next year. It was great. Yeah. I and wasn't going to bring it up, Will, but, well, you know, well, well, I'm glad year, you're owning it. We're in the MLS Cup <laughs> this year again. It's great. And I'm part of it, but I tore my seal, so, you know. I'm glad you put it all together. I was feeling a little awkward. I didn't want to say anything out loud. So. You know, I could tell. Yeah. Just look at <laughs> We already decided that the Sounders lost the last final because it was Taylor's fault. So you're yeah. off the hook. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. We're good. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I think the, the energy is going to be great. I, I love that the playoff format did change so that the team with the better record hosts it. I just think it makes the environment better and, and uh, makes for a better game. So did you play in any neutral site MLS Cups? Yeah. Uh, Columbus, uh, I was with the Earthquakes. We beat the Galaxy in overtime. So it was kind of weird because a lot of fans didn't travel to go to that. And then in 2004, it was Kansas City versus D.C. United in L.A. That was the Freddie Adu, Peter Novak uh, championship, Ryan Nelson. They had a good team, but uh, we gave that one away. It's a long story. Peter Novak, what a, what a throwback yeah, I heard he, he likes with the He likes to paddle asses, I heard. <laughs> Who's yeah. this? Uh, that's, just, well, that's just a rumor. Yeah, word on the street. Eh? Word on the street is like the paddle asses. Who's this Freddie Adu? I've never heard of him. Yeah, you know, 15 teams in, uh, in 14 <laughs> years or something. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of well-traveled player. Yeah, yeah. journeyman. A journeyman. Right? He must be like... Uh, 39 or something, he, he right? He commercial with Pele yeah. when he was 14. Sierra <laughs> Miss. You should go check it out. Yeah. So one of the things we've been talking about is how the Sounders seem to be embracing their role as as favorites. They seem to be leaning. They, I, I don't think there's any way for them to escape that their favorites going into this game, but they seem to kind of be leaning into it and and saying, yeah, we know the expectation is this for us. They know it's a tough game, but what's like? do you think that's the right mentality going into a game? What's interesting is that I think Toronto and Seattle both come into this game pretty much doing the same thing to get to this point. Right. Being the underdogs in a lot of games, fighting and scrapping, being together as a unit. So in that way, maybe it feels a little different because they haven't had to have that mentality. Maybe at home against Dallas, they were favored and they, they survived that onslaught from Dallas there for a little bit and proved they were the better team when it mattered. I will say, though, I think it, it helps that they have a familiar opponent in the final. They've played Toronto a few times. So they get it. They get that this is an opponent we know know very well. This is the rubber match. We both won one. Now it's at our home. And I, I, I like that they have that confidence. And I don't know that Toronto – it's not like Toronto is a bunch of kids. They have internationals. They have uh, highly paid players. They have the big – I think they still have the highest payroll in the league. So it's not like they're going to be able to come in and convince anyone that – we're just sure, we're sure. just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's a good role for them to play. I feel like they've been adopting that the whole time. Obviously, Josie Altidore, I think he'll be on the bench, just that kind of gamesmanship. I don't know if he'll actually play. Uh, but also another similarity is the coaches. Schmetzer and Vanny, I don't feel like get the, get the respect that they deserve for all the success that they've had. So it, there's a lot of similarities between the team, maybe not necessarily in budgets and who's spending for what. But 
But the fact that they've gotten here three out of four years speaks a lot about that, what these franchises are doing. Yeah, that literally speaks volumes. It's three or four years. Schmetzer took over halfway through 2016, and this is this could possibly be a second MLS Cup in three and a half years. Like, when you sit back and think about that, that's pretty crazy. It honestly. is crazy, and it's... Uh, I've known Schmetzer for a long time. Yeah. I used to play in the A-League against the Sounders. Yeah. He's always been around. Yeah. He's like the dad I never had that I always <laughs> wanted to have. He, he is like the dad everybody wants to have. Yeah. My, like one of my just... favorite Schmetzer stories was when I had retired from Chivas. Yeah. I stayed with the club uh-huh. just to finish out that season. And they let me, it was Vanny and Robin Frazier, who were the coaches of Chivas at the time. They're like, all right, you can coach the, the development team or whatever, the second team, whatever the development league that was mm-hmm. there. And it was me versus me versus Schmetzer. Me versus Schmetzer. Yeah. And it was they went up 2-0. Sounders went up 2-0 after five minutes. I'm like, all right, this is my debut. What an auspicious yeah. debut. <laughs> so we're down to three-one at half. We come back and it's three-three. But there's some play in the game in the second half. This is a reserve league, right? Reserve league. I, was, I remember the reserve league. That was like my first few years. So Schmetzer like tears my head off, you know. And he came up. He couldn't apologize to me fast enough after the game. And I and I said to him. If you didn't act like that, in that moment in particular, the situation, nothing called for it. He's just upset with the referee or whatever. I would worry about you. What did he tear your head off for? It, just because I had, it was something about the referee. You know the coach is kind of getting into a certain call. And so I said to him. You he, threw in a late tackle or something. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't play. I was coaching, dude. <laughs> oh, I wasn't playing. Okay, okay. I was okay, coaching. Gotcha. Meters just Schmetz. So I taught him everything I know. That's pretty uh, much my whole story. Yes, yes. That's where I'm going oh, with it. So you're going to get a ring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yes. uh, he better give me a ring. <laughs> But, but I told him, if you didn't act like that, if you weren't passionate about your team and cared about what was happening on the field, I have a bigger concern for you than if yeah. you didn't say anything. Yeah. You know, and, and sure. uh, from that point on, I feel like we really connected on sure. what it means to care and be passionate. And he, uh, and, uh, and I'm really happy for him and his success. He definitely cares. Like, he has a deep caring. Like, a coach that I haven't seen, like, before. Like, you see the peripherals. You see from the outside when coaches yell and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, they care. But, like, internally... This guy actually cares about every player from the yeah. top of the roster to the bottom of the roster. Right. He cares about you as a person. Like, he's letting me warm up with the team tomorrow, even though I probably shouldn't be. The trainers are throwing a fit. He's like, Will, you're coming. You're part of the team. You're going to warm that's up great. with them. So I'm that's like, awesome. that's, that's just little things like that, like, mean a lot to me. And I'm sure they I'll mean a lot to I'll tell him you're not drinking a beer tonight. Then. No, I've never <laughs> had a beer in my life. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never <laughs> even seen a beer. Yeah. That's a LaCroix, right? Yeah. yeah. This is um, that's yeah. a soda water. I was hoping we, it's a rainier were beer. You were you actually pretending not to drink at YachtCon, or was, was that open? when Brian Brian was – so we do this event every year, YachtCon. Yeah. Will was one of our guests. Brian was also one of our guests. I don't remember if you were like there was some talk about him drinking out of a red solo cup, just <laughs> yeah, to but, have which was more obvious. But, but but that's when I was playing, so that it was is more when you were of a bigger deal. Like yeah. now, I'm not going to be in till March, so it's like I really don't care. Plus, I just turned 30 and have a baby now. It's like I'm going to do this is your night out. What I need life. to do. Yeah. It's Friday yeah. night. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, Friday night uh, bedtime at 10 o'clock. It's great, <laughs> uh, but. So yeah, no, it's it's fun. Why do you guys think that Brian is so underrated throughout the week? This is his third final in four years. He's made the playoffs every year. I think it's he's unassuming. You know, I don't think he makes it about him. Hey! <laughs> oh, well, I'm doing a live up. podcast with wow. Mike Jamal. Look at you. Yeah. Look at this look guy. At this. Wow. Look, at this. look at this. So, yeah, I think it's just more about his nature, you know? Yeah. And, and it's always team first. And uh, I think that's what makes his success so cool. But on the same time, I mean, you'd like to think, I hope that he's fighting for himself behind the scenes, yeah. you know, because we could argue he's one of the top five coaches in the league. You know, and I feel and, like and he's the most like 
disrespected coach in the league. You know, he doesn't get as much respect as some of the other, I guess you quote, air quote, sexy signing coaches get. Um, you know, it's because he, he knows what an MLS club needs inside the locker room and he knows how to get them to perform and he knows how to bring a team together. And yeah. I think in this league, like with all the quality that's coming in and, you know, any team can be anybody on any, any given day, the way that the margins are so thin that if you have a team fighting for each other, it's huge. You, you can speak to it better than me, but I feel like he has a, a really good ability. And I can't say this for a lot of coaches, and I don't even know if I became a coach, if I could do it as well as him. I'm just not getting in the way. Like, he's really good at just not getting yeah. in the way, letting the players be themselves. Um, and, and I think it shows. Yeah, maybe sometimes that'll feel like undercoaching, but I'd almost rather see that and you trust the players in a different way than telling them what to do on every single thing. I've seen coaches, and I'll, and I'll talk about Peter Vermes in Kansas City. We had a younger player playing right back one time. We were in a game in New York, and Peter's basically joysticking him the whole time, telling him to do this. The pass isn't on anymore once yeah. you tell him to do it. Yeah. And this guy, this kid was just all over the place. He couldn't play anymore. Yeah. I, had the, I had the same thing with, I love Dom Kinnear to death. Yeah. Love to death in Houston. <laughs> but there were some players, like I'll name one, Alex Dixon was a player who I, I thought Alex was going to be great. Yeah. And he kind of just got beat down. And it's just like, I think those times have changed. Yeah. Um, and I think Schmetzer is like the new era coach like that because he can he can kind of coach these young guys instead of like he knows how to motivate them but without being too hard on them. Yeah. And I know we're probably the same. I come from the old school era, like growing, playing for Dom Canero. I'm like, well, they need to be, the young guys got too easy these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. But um, but I think he's he's good at bouncing yeah, I, I, there's something, there's some that that quality. I think it's yeah. subtle, and I think it's nuanced, and I think he's very good at it. So a lot of people on our side of the table, and I should say Jeremiah and I are sitting on the side of the table that doesn't have the two former MLS or current MLS player, former yeah. MLS player, no, no. two former on that side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was also Taylor Anyways, Trauman, yeah, but that's what was going through my head. Anyways, <laughs> we're um, never gonna forgive you for that. No, yeah. no, You're he's giving me back. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet I, I can't walk to my car. had him on the podcast, Will. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't run by me. So, a perception of Brian Spencer in the media, I should say, is that like he just sort of rolls the ball out there, says the players to have fun, kind of gives the pep talks and whatnot. What are some underrated aspects of his? What a great place to be, though, as a coach. <laughs> like if that's what they that's what they think. Yeah. No, you got. <laughs> that's what I, I mean. That's kind of my thing is that I think that he know he knows he could get more respect if he came out and was a diva. If he said uh, if he tells a reporter get out of here with that question. If he does, well, I don't the, know who you're referencing. I don't know who yeah. I'm referencing. I think he knows that he could he could like build himself up he can feel the mystique of brian spencer yeah, yeah. but he chooses instead to kind of be unassuming and be himself and be honest and and the cost is that he doesn't get the respect but the benefit is that he has more success he's going for a second mls cup in three and a half years right it's exactly. pretty cool that the non mls player answered that question for me which is no no your size <laughs> mls players yeah but i'll probably get a lot of shit for this but um i think the way that like our team is set up like i think garth and hendo and those guys do like such a good team a good job of making a roster putting a roster together that's just like such high quality like with the way that this league is set with like roster boundaries and the ins and outs of that like we have such a good talent talented roster but we also have guys that are team first and i think that's very important as well because you can look at you can look at other teams and they say oh we spent 20 million on this guy but he's a dick 
So it, it doesn't matter. I, I don't know who you're talking to, about. To, to, no, I'm just saying, you know. But uh, just being able to mesh a team together and then have somebody like Schmetzer that can actually manage all the players, it's it's like the way it's run from top to bottom is just pretty good. I would say experience matters as well. So because when he first took over, the Sounders won an MLS Cup, he always has that feather in his cap. And I think that's... Uh, when, when I, if you're a player that comes in, you can't refute that evidence. Yeah, like he right. always has it. You know, if, if I, you know, everybody has a few things that they have as a player that you can say, well, they can never take this away from me, and they can't take that away from Schmetzer. And I think that gives some confidence, yeah. and maybe gives players a chance to give them some trust right away, where they might not do that to a coach that hasn't won anything. So I know you're a huge Bob Bradley fan. Massive. Uh, do you have any Bob Bradley stories you want to share on the podcast? And, like, one of the Bradley family members wants to fight me. So. <laughs> well, what, I hear. Well, that at least you have Andy Rose on your side this time. It's okay. Right? <laughs> it's a, we think it's okay. Seems about right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very hostile, as you can tell. Very hostile. <laughs> <laughs> you came in here like a bull in a china shop. No, so I, I mean ten minutes. That's it. Right. No, I mean the one, the one that, that that's gotten the most traction was the one that I did. I did a podcast over in the UK, and he was coaching Swansea at the time. And I knew they were going to ask for a story. So I'm like, let me let me tell one that's, I don't know, the most harmless story that I have about Bob Bradley. So if you uh -oh. guys haven't heard it, I'll regurgitate it here for you guys. But Good. we were in a game. Uh, it was a trip. We went to Slovakia and then Denmark for the national team. So as we flew from Slovakia, we drew 1-1. We go to Denmark. Our plane was late. The bags were just a nightmare. It was just a nightmare. We get on the bus. We have to drive two hours to get to Aarhus or wherever. The bathroom in the back of the bus doesn't work. So we're all dying to get to the bathroom. So Bob says, oh, okay, look, we all have to go. Just leave your bags. We'll get some dinner, and then we can come back and you know, we'll figure it out. I'm like, all right, cool. So Bob, as the coach is sitting in the front of the bus. That was Bob. Bob just said he that. He just said that. Yeah. We gotta we gotta tilt the bar a little bit to the left. Okay, so so Bob goes, uh, every all the coaches sit in the front. So he goes to the bathroom, and when we go in the bathroom, Bob's at the urinal with tidy whities on, but oh, all the way God. down to his ankles. Oh, no. So he's like, no, he's, no, 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 I swear no, to you, he's peeing, no, like, no, no. he's peeing like he's three years old. No. Like a kindergartner really had to pee. My son's eight I months, you, and I think he pees better than that. That's the most harmless. It has nothing to do with soccer. I didn't want to get into Texas. Yeah, I got it. Great. It's super harmless. That is yeah, X's and O's yeah. if you think about it. No, this is the most harmless story ever. <laughs> so I tell this ever. story, right? And, and well, the, the thing was, I turned to somebody, uh, I think it was Heath Pierce at the time, and I said, I, I think he, I think he's effing with us, dude. Like, I, there's no way the national team coach <laughs> yeah. is like a kindergartner trying to learn how to pee. There's just no way I can't, like, I can't wrap my head around it. So anyway, there, I tell like, this story. in between? No, well, the straight up smaller barricades. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't like a trough. I still can't. Like, to this day, I still don't know if he was messing with us or not. I just don't know. That no, wasn't a trough. See, that's the thing. You'll, you'll never know with Bob. You'll well, never know. So that story even got a little bit of traction on Gold.com. While he's still coaching Swansea, you know, former U.S. men's national team player. He's his former coach. Coaches Swansea now. Pisses like a kindergartner. <laughs> so I'm like, that's all right. So good. Well, it's in the U.K. Yeah, like, who's exactly. going to know? So fast forward to like four months later, I run into Michael Bradley in the January camp. He wants to fight me because yeah. of the story I said about Jeez. his dad. Real nice guy. And I My said, God. I said, okay, listen. I tried to break him out of his anger, and I said, are you? I, I still don't know. Can you tell me? Does he really piss that guy? <laughs> so he was already at a hundred, and it took him like a thousand. You know, yeah. so. 
and you still have the black eye. Like he that couldn't even he couldn't even laugh about it with oh, his dude. dad. There's oh, I've never have met you seen the, the guy. Like, they don't I, laugh, dude. Yeah, no. They're like they're not programmed. I hear his brother the Skeletor can't laugh. So so feels like somebody I wouldn't in there. I 100 get along with Jeff. Jeff's fine. Okay, but I does 100 have a burner account on Twitter, and they come at me hard anytime I take shots at the Bradley family. It's fine. Like I get it. Like I. You kind of got me I, thinking, like, they should don't I start intimidate taking me shots anymore. I don't, I don't, burner account? I get, at some point, I cared what he thought about yeah. me because he was my national team coach, yeah. and I wanted him to like me. I don't care anymore. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's so free, that's I'll be awesome. honest. So when he like, lost bad. his mind on TV, I'm like, there we go. There's the real Showing guys coming out. He's the real out. guys coming out. I was actually like, finally. Uh, what do you think? What the do you, truth will set you free. Listen, I think he's a great coach. He gave me a chance, so I want to I want to throw my prefaces in there. Yeah. I should have been at the beginning. Yeah. He made me captain a number of times. He gave me chances to make the 2010 World Cup team. I didn't take them, and that it is what it is. Now we have some other personal beef that I can't share and I won't share. No, 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 I can ask you to. But it's but that's Patreon where a lot episode. of my anger and resentment stems from. And, and if he listens to this, and I'm sure one of his family members will, absolutely, they'll know exactly why yeah. I'm upset. And it's because they didn't treat me like a human being, like I asked to be treated like a human being. That's, but we go on. All right. But well, I digress. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, no. Where's the beer? Mic right, drop. Exactly. I'm ready for a drink now. <laughs> Just for a light interview. A yeah. light interview. Yeah, yeah it's harmless. So, it will, harmless. Do you, speaking of that, that, that incident at the end of the game, Will, do you have any idea what that exchange was? No, I was up in the suite just hanging out. Uh, do you have a theory? Does anyone have a theory? Do you think he was mad that he was that? that uh, so I think I think he was pissed that he lost yeah. because he's and he like, just wanted to chew I him out. Not nobody can beat me in soccer. So it was like that's twenty minutes after the game. No, that's, little, that's that's Bob. Here's the thing. I, never I, I met had a the five guy. minute. I've had a five minute. Bob once saw me because we wanted to work through that, that personal issue, and. He came, he's coaching Egypt, and yeah. he's in the MLS offices. Yeah. He's like, let's talk for five minutes. It turns into 45 minutes, yeah. you know? So that's normal for Bob. Like, if he's got something to say, maybe Schmetz did something during the game that maybe rubbed him the wrong way. But, like, like, like wipe the floor so with him? Like, or, or the proper protocol to be a coach in MLS or whatever. There like, is Bob's no gonna protocol. Go to, well, I know that. But, like, Bob will have his own set of rules. But, like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the Bradley he thinks rules. it's his rules. Yeah. It's his rules. Oh, I can definitely see on the field. The script was written. It's going to be Bradley uh, versus just, Bradley in the you're final. You're getting me you pissed off. It's bugging me. What with it? So we're going to be Bradley, Bradley, and they're going to go sulk at Thanksgiving, and it's going to be great. We'll see. And, and in the other tie to uh, the Sounders, Andy Rose obviously married a Bradley as well, right? Oh, wow. Do you know Andy? I never played with that him. That is no, a I bold him, step. But, yeah. 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 Anyways. Anyways. I like that. Bearing from soccer, I'm in the market for a new mattress. Okay. This is like right a new what? Oh, mattress. Right oh, good, good. Is this good. wait? Is this like a? Do you have a? Is this a hashtag ad? Are we getting into hashtag? No, no, ad? no, 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 no. I'm not on this your like, level. This is real. I'm not. He literally just means a new thing. New this bed. Is a real organic like thing. A, do you have like it's a like mattress recommendation? Uh, I don't actually. <laughs> no. We, we can like turn this into a hashtag we, ad. We can. I I have never gone the the mattress route. What is your mattress? I have like a pillow. Top. Just a pillow. Pillow. No. Like it's called a pillow top mattress. You got it like Costco. No, no. But I, my long a mattress that my wife didn't want me Sam's to have Club. anymore because I was Did too with many other things. girls yeah. before. I had to get rid of that mattress. Yeah. I got it from Costco. Excellent mattress. And you guys have had that mattress since. It, no, she. I had to get rid of it once we got married. But the new mattress. New mattress. No, this is our second mattress. So it what's the pillow, new mattress? It has a pillow top. Oh, it's just called pillow top. No, that, like there's a certain. It's like a sealy. Like, sealy. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a style of mattress. I know you're talking about it for like seven just or eight look for like years. the pillow top mattress. It's yeah. just like another layer on top of yeah, it. I'm Very just, comfortable. I mean. This just is been looking for a new mattress. Pillow talk. This is on, pillow talk. Uh, pillow talk. Bear with us. Nice, nice segue, wonder, by the way. I wonder what Bob has. 
Probably just like a whitey tighty. sits on concrete. Well, I mean, yeah. if he's, a bed of nails. That's if he sleeps on whitey tighties, it's got to be like, it's got to be something. A coffin, yes. Comfy. Yeah, I mean, he can't get red marks on his on his legs. So, Will, you had your, what was your question, though? It's, you asked me We just mattress. wanted to know what kind of mattress you Yeah, exactly, on? yeah. That's oh, because you're in the market for a mattress. Yes. Go, we go were, get a pillow top. You, yeah, we, see, I the thing we, is. I thought it'd be fun to go away from soccer for two seconds. I think it was a smart, and I, the thing was, he is really into these, I won't name the mattress because we aren't doing an ad. We aren't doing a bit. But he has. I wish like, you were because it'd be awesome. Like the, he's into like <laughs> some of these like mail mattress. order mattresses that have like the uh, that aren't that are like foam oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that it's roll like very up. Hipster. Yeah, I'm not. I yeah. don't have that. No. Well, I I'm don't not, have it either. I'm not but cool I'm like Trying to think yeah. about getting a free mattress from one of yeah, them sure, purple sure, mattresses. Sure. I get. You better be listening. Right. There's got to be some mattress, like Mattress King or something of Seattle. Let's mattress see. Kings like still exist. I don't know. Those like places you go into. I want to be. Uh, yeah. King. I want to be the Mattress King. Yeah. So you got any any? I don't know. Do you have anything else that's not soccer that we need to no, get that's into? That's all. I, I think. I thought the Bob Bradley stuff was that great. That was great. That was a great ending. I think. Yeah. So Jimmy, thanks for hanging out with Stop. us. Bobby Warshaw is now here. Bobby Warshaw. And we're done. And, and cut. I didn't realize it was cut. this kind of podcast. Cut. We're done. I'm out. All right. So we're going to go to a break, and we'll come back, and uh, maybe we'll get Thanks Bobby or somewhere else, Suckers. and we'll do a bit. Go Sanders. Yeah. Sounds right. good. Yep. All right. So we are back with the Sander Hart triple cast. Uh, bear with us and no sadietes. Uh, Bobby Warshaw is here. I think this is going to be our final segment. We've had a murderer's row, and of course, Bobby, the biggest star of them all, is joining <laughs> us. Up last, bat and cleanup. Yeah, cleanup or whatever. I have no idea how is many we've clean had up this fourth. Point. Yes, because that's the best batter usually. That's cleanup. Yeah. Well, well, was he know, fourth he's or? Yeah, yeah. I guess he's fourth. Yeah. Do you think of yourself as a four hitter? Definitely not. I'm I like an on-base guy. Yeah, I'm a two guy. Yeah, that's how I am. Okay. And like when I played, I was a two guy too. Just get on base either. Yep. Do something. Were you an awesome little league player? Um, I wouldn't say awesome, but like pretty good. Yeah, but I always went for the high cheese. High cheese. Yeah. yeah. So I was home run or strikeout. Although Taylor just told us that you were a better basketball player. Well, I mean, I... You did it all. Yeah. Did you do any other sports? Um, cricket. 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 No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> so, Bobby, uh, you've been in town for a day. What have you thought of the scene for MLS Cup? Have you can you compare it to pre other MLS? Have you been to other MLS Cups? I've been to the last five. Okay. So, uh, what would you compare the scene to? Is it better? Is it more involved? Is it nothing? It's good. You, I've seen a lot of Sounders jerseys around. It's not. It's not quite Atlanta, right? Atlanta last year. I, I think what the Sounders do is amazing. Atlanta last year or something. I mean, you hear the thing. You get an Uber ride. You buy a coffee. Everyone's talking about it. But this is up there. I mean, you see the jerseys around, the buzz. It's been cool. Yeah, I, I have no point of reference from that other than Toronto, which I feel like Toronto was surprisingly understated. Like, we went out after the game yep. both years, and, oh, was that the soccer match? Yes. That got played? Yep. Who won? You guys. You don't have that here. That's not going to happen. Everyone yet, knows what's going on. I was waiting. Were you like segueing into a question with that? Or? There was no, no I think he was just chatting. Yeah. That was just like Jeremiah sharing, sharing his yeah, experience, sharing a story. I could tell. Yeah, I could tell. So have you been able to hash it out with uh, Brian yet? 
No, I mean, what is there to hash out, right? He's made three finals in four years. He gets the last word. Uh, not that there's nothing to hash out, right? I have. He would love to, though. He probably would love to. And I would, would you? I would, listen, I would very much <laughs> enjoy sitting down with Brian and talking soccer and hearing what his secret sauce is and the parts of the game that he believes in. And, uh, and maybe at some point we'll do that, and I would love it. But, uh, no, right now he wins. There's nothing else to say. Well, there's, I don't think it's a wins thing. I just, I mean, I don't know. You take Will. I, I don't see why everybody gets so butthurt about it. That's my thing. So this Have is you seen we talk our about commenters? Often. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. It's it's Seattle, and everybody, if you don't agree with them, everybody gets butthurt. And I'll say that That's even as job, a That's our job, Will. That's our job. I'll probably get back Stop, stop pulling they'll, behind the curtain. We've got a say, job to do they'll here. They'll probably say, God damn it, if your ACL isn't injured. <laughs> but it's just. It's just how it is. You would have no idea how many coaches or general managers will one second say they don't read the content. I think or I got your... a little bit of an idea. Brian does not pretend to not read the content. I'll no. tell you, Brian is like every week. He reads it. He, he tells reads you. it and he'll tell me about it every week. But I would rather have that than like so a coach that doesn't, that tries to act like he doesn't know. They and all and, pretend like they don't and, know. But they all read it. That's the thing. They all read it. So it's crazy. I think you're probably the all perfect the person to answer also. this question given. Um, I your situation wait. so i asked jimmy conrad before and i asked will also what makes brian spencer such an underrated coach and why why does that exist in our hot take culture Ooh, are we going to talk about the hot take culture after this that feels like the better question the better point here you can ask her that you can take this wherever you want you so got the microphone what makes so. him an underrated coach because we're in the age of details yeah right you look around the world and almost every winning manager is heavy on details, right? The age of the man manager has faded away. And this isn't to say that, 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 that Brian doesn't have tactics or doesn't have a philosophy, but I think it's fair to say he's a little lighter on the overall details, right? The positional play, the pressing teams. At least how he teams. talks about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would also say when you watch the team, right? He, if he you does watch... ask the forward to press a lot. I'm a defensive forward when I play. Right. But like, the, how often does he talk about which way you shape your body and which way you push them and how the attacking mid-steps and the distance between the lines? Honestly, and... honestly quite a bit but... about like what center back we want the ball to be on and how we're going to do it like that but um which is like a 2010 tactic right that's gonzalo pinedo is like our big tactic guy and he's really good at giving the details to the players but i can't speak about what goes on the coaches meetings before that before it gets presented to the players but gonzo runs our our film and obviously it's over oversaw overseen by uh by Schmetz, um. Which is the way the balance should be. You have the man manager on top, mm-hmm. and then you've got the guy actually running the tactics and the drills. So I would just say he does it a different way, right? He yeah. is still a guy who cares more about relationships and stars a little bit more than the details. Is that a fair answer? No, yeah, totally. I mean, anything you would have said would have been fair because that's literally your opinion. What? Yeah. Anything you said would have been fair? I mean... I, like, I don't think I'm a journalist or anything. Jeremiah, who invited but this guy? I, I asked him for his opinion. Like, I asked him why he thought I'm just Brian, giving you shit. No, I now know. Let's talk Especially about... after last segment, I deserve it. <laughs> no, so exactly. Now explain, explain the hot take culture yeah. theorem. Oh, Bobby you want me to explain it or you want to explain it? I want it. you to explain it. When you say hot take culture, what does that mean? So I think... Uh, and this is probably not very interesting for a lot no, of people. No, I'm sure it is interesting. They're I two hours into a it. podcast. Yeah. It's very interesting. <laughs> I kind of want to hear this. So, like, I think people in our positions, and we come at the same kind of the same job in two very, two very different ways. Used to be a player. I'm just a guy on the internet. I will always just be a guy on the internet. So, uh, don't tell Jason Rands. <laughs> 
Yeah, to Jason Rance, I'm an Antifa terrorist, so that's right. that's one thing. But like we all like we want to have our things read, and we want to have something out there that gets shared. So I don't think it's necessarily like I think there are people that believe you sit there think about the craziest thing that you could say and say that. I don't think that. Matt but, does. Doyle does. That's exactly what Doyle well, does. Well, I'll say I do think that MLS headquarters central thinks about controversial things they can say and then throw it there out. Is there is a bit of a hive mind. And, I know that exists. I'm wrong there because, you know, everybody wants to watch the controversial videos, the controversial articles. That's just how the league is run. That's how the league is. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. And you got and a job you, to protect see, here, yeah. so if you don't want to talk about anything, no. that's... see, my contract's guaranteed <laughs> next year. <laughs> so I want to talk about Will said first. I think that we have a general thought that there aren't enough personalities and there isn't enough legitimate legitimate drama and entertainment within the league. I mean, if you compare what happens in the NBA and the NFL, yeah. and but no, we don't we don't search for the controversy and the idea of of. Yeah. Well, I wasn't but, saying you search for it, but but you throw the ideas out there that make people uncomfortable, that make people pissed, what? that make people call in to say, "Don't say this yeah. about my team." So it's it's not it's listen, it's not that explicit, right? It's not like we truly go for hate and no, go no, for no, frustration. So but do we weaknesses. do we pull out the interesting things a little bit more than players would like? For sure, hundred percent. But like that is the way the entertainment product so works. I think that's how it should be. Yeah. I think. Every team, every GM, every head coach, every player wants to think that what they're doing is right. And at the end of the day, it's, if you don't win every game and you don't win MLS Cup, it's not right. So when a spade gets called a spade, some people take it personal. Some people go with it and right. learn from it. And it's just like, I think it's good for the league. I think it's right. good for the players. I think it's good for the front office. I think it's good for everything. Um just my two cents. My my last thought is we don't do anything that we don't think doesn't actually help the player and the team in the long run. Yeah. I know sometimes players are pissed, but our job is to make you into stars, yeah. right? So we take the Bill Hamid thing when he talked about how he was the best goalkeeper. We played the shit out of that. Yeah. And ultimately, it helped Bill in the end. He yeah. made the comment. It was out there. But he was our, right. <laughs> but it, he almost bit. He almost but bit. He, he backed <laughs> it up, right? So... Our goal ultimately is to make players and teams as interesting as possible. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think that's. I, I and I, I mean, and I would hope that, like, you roll with that too. Like, the like you know you're going to get criticized when you say the Sounders need to play with fear, right? You know, I don't. people are going to get mad. The honest to God, truth is, I don't. You don't. It doesn't think, occur to me. Like even really, even when you, I think it's blatantly obvious. Do you like, think you that they play scared? Not what the article said, but that's another conversation. Uh, okay. Um, no, do you think like, yeah, people legitimately, I get a lot of messages where people think I'm being intentionally uh, incendiary and not, think, not once have I ever done that. Right. Well, I, sure. and, I, and I should say that I don't, it's not that I think you're, go, you're trying to be incendiary. It's that you, when you write something controversial, like I've written, I haven't written very many controversial things, but I have been lit up a few times about something like saying Atlanta would not be successful as a major league soccer conventional franchise. Conventional wisdom at the time, huh? You weren't. It was you weren't totally wrong to conventional wisdom yeah. as, at the time. And I but did you do your research? There was no did, research to be done. Was, exactly. <laughs> and it failed. They had tried and Come it on. failed. Exactly. <laughs> I, 
I don't even think it was a controversial thing at the time. I, but that said, by having an opinion, a strong opinion, you know people are going to be upset. Yeah, my only yes, and I just happen to have strong opinions and ways that people don't necessarily agree with. I also think the way we think about this sport is in the rock ages, right? If you think about the way people think about baseball and basketball and football, it's light years ahead of what we do in soccer. Sure. And it's also sports, and nobody has any clue. How so? I, you just took the question out of yeah. my mouth. How, how is it light years ahead? How is what? Mm-hmm. Uh, so who are you saying? Like when you're talking about the people who are light years ahead of talking about baseball and football? Yeah. What are they light years ahead of? Say, what we're doing. I don't know if you're very familiar with what we're doing. Okay, but. so I guess you're right. I, I I wasn't thinking about the media consumption. I okay. don't pay attention to the media consumption as much as I think just wise, just a little the way teams, clubs, players think about the game right just like in how this, many, in this how country many set pieces do you guys have we actually go over a shitload of set pieces so that's go, probably like i i would argue we go over set pieces too much and then we don't do tactics enough so how many pressing schemes do you have pressing schemes ah one you have one right yeah. like how many build out patterns do you have quite a bit actually gonzo does that we probably have so if our first option doesn't work out we probably have two or three different options to look for for this the from the center pass. back Including no, from center, goalkeeper. Start a goalkeeper. So including from the back, you're starting with the goalkeeper. Including center mid rotations. Yes. Okay. That's farther ahead than than most teams are. I know. I I spent six years in Houston. So you're just talking. You're talking about in this country. Yeah. The no, and, or across this the world, right? Oh, and this yeah. is general. Like this isn't a. Th- if you think about, if you read most people who talk about or analyze the game in Europe too or in South America, yeah. it's a general consensus. It's just like the way baseball thinks about spin rates. And on base, all these things. Well, I think sports science and soccer is kind of like becoming more and more relevant. And like, I get yeah. what you're saying with. Uh, so back to the, yeah, I just think that we also just don't think about the sport at, in a con and we stick to the things that we know. I'll Sam Allardyce. Yes. Yeah. I get, I get where you're coming from. Um, yeah. So then somebody comes out and says something that's a little dif- different than conventional wisdom, and that person's naturally going to get bashed. Yeah. Do you think you're that person? I think I'm more off. I've always been that person. When I was playing, I was that. When I was okay. when I was on a team, I'd be like, what the hell are we doing right now? We do the same. This training session doesn't make any sense. So I've been that player since high school, that person. I think, I think as somebody that's been critical of you online, uh, I've... I respect Bobby's you. Thinking, who is this guy? <laughs> Bobby like, follows me on Twitter at least. So, <laughs> and to be fair to Bobby, I did call him a loser in my winners and losers column. So, <laughs> nice <laughs> because that was your fault. But uh, I'm sure that was. Nice. I think it's good for people to hear from people like you your explanations for things, or like at least your perspective, where you're coming from. And I like. I, Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> So. Thanks. Well, that was. Uh, I actually appreciate you taking us behind the curtain on all that. Yeah. No, I thought it. I thought it was great. Hear the voice crack right there. Um, I thought it. I thought it was great. I think it's. It's good to have guys like you, and maybe we can get Doyle or Weeby on here to talk about what their thoughts behind the actual video they send out are. It's, you know, it's fun to get challenged, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I would yeah. love to hear what they say about it too. All right, do you, is does Matt set you up to fail? Do you think Matt puts you? 
No. No? Okay. Matt, um, very good friend of the show, by the yeah. way. So don't worry. So, don't, yeah. You'll never hear any of this. Set me up to fail. Do you feel like Matt leaves you, gotta, leaves you, you hanging sometimes? Right? Right? This is just us sitting around a bar. <laughs> no. Uh, I think Matt and I see things differently. Which sure. is good. And no. Do you ever finish an argument with Matt Doyle saying, at least I played? Never would I ever uh, do that. I couldn't tell you how many times just like this year we're doing film that people just like get into arguments. So like, don't think this is just like a... Good. Somebody saying yeah. something and Good. oh my god, you know what happens in the locker room is like people stick up for what they think's right and like what stay yeah. what happens in there stays in there. Like I'm not even gonna even shred make a shred about that. So like the fact that guys like like Bobby and stuff are saying stuff and bringing it out. It's good. It's good. No, I know, do too. And I hope, and that's why I guess my, the point of so my question about what goes on behind the scenes that about people don't know. Bo- about. I hope Bobby, I guess what my point was, I hope that Bobby sees that as like, it's good for us to be criticizing each other and calling each other out, like whatever. Cause I think that that is actually like, I think there's usefulness in that. All right. Well, I'm going to start with Will's. And we're going to get back to that point yeah. though. Uh, Will's point. What's interesting about being a player to the non-player is once you leave the locker room, there's so much less confrontation. No, no, no. I'm saying in the real world. When you enter an office or wherever, like where I am now, confrontation doesn't happen, so problems linger. Yeah. Right? So, and and there's just no way to win. So Matt and I can talk about something, and the problem is neither of us can win, and we both want to win. And then, like, maybe some weird, and especially in soccer and MLS, stuff is so random. And then something happens, and, like, maybe you put it in your own win column, but it doesn't really count. So it's just really weird how you leave a locker room, and it's impossible. Like, for you, you say your piece, and either it works on the field or it doesn't. You tackle the person, you don't. Um, Going back to what you said, Jeremiah, uh, there's a difference between true confrontation and, like, Twitter comment section. I don't even get into that. Fair enough. That's That's these guys. And no, I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't blame you guys, but internet, like that shit's not real, right? That's no, not. It's not. I agree. You're That's, right. What, what happens mean, on Twitter is. is just what happens on Twitter. Twitter, and this isn't at you guys. This is at yeah. everyone. What happens on Twitter is brand developing trolling. Yeah, right. It's, of course, a quote tweet is literally the worst thing that has ever happened on the internet. That's why you just reply. I mean, I, I don't know. Literally. Everybody wants to <laughs> That's my, like. You're right. Maybe not literally. Yeah, that was too far. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's just, Twitter is a horrible place. And there's there's a space to say we can talk about it here, which is not the same thing as calling somebody out on Twitter in a, in a 280 character but way. I'll go back to the film part. It's like, say we're watching film and a midfielder says I should have moved here defender says no I can't get you the ball there you gotta move this way and they're they're arguing about it that's when like a Schmetzer steps in and says here's it's black and white here's where you need to build this guy should move this way that guy needs to move that way done we're done with it move on so there's no like lingering people being like well you should have done this and like baby shit god I miss that man I know it's like it's just black and white and that's what I love and there's no character limit to the sounder at heart comment section so if you want to come make one Oh, we have one. That's for sure. Maybe we should get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> so right. if you want to come be a member of our community and lay out your hashtag ad. No. I'm just trying to we, put up the site. What you all. guys do is awesome, though. <laughs> what you guys, the... That's the, what we were looking for. That's, yeah. I yeah I was fishing. I've been fishing for that for 20 minutes. So. I read it all I the time. Yeah. Being on the podcast is enough. It but, is. Yeah. yeah. It is, Will. It is. So... It's never enough. <laughs> never That's a perfect transition ever. into... Ask dear Will Bruin. We're gonna do this. You want to oh, do this geez. bit? Let me get a beer for this. Okay, so we're gonna take a break. 
We'll come back and we'll do we'll, Dear Will Bruin, and that's going to be the rest of the show. Oh. All right. Bye. It's going to... Welcome back to the Sounder Heart Triple Cast, and we got Mike Jabala, special Damn. guest, yeah. Will Bruin. Re- I requested him, you know, I Will wanted Bruin to be my guest him. on. What a guy. Now he, he's recording me right now, but I'm trying to ask some questions. So. Yeah. Chewy, what's going on? How are we doing, everybody? Woo! How are you doing? Let's go, Sounders! <laughs> I can say yeah, that, I'm right? Proud. Yeah, you still can. I'm in Seattle. What's yeah. going on I, with you? Long time, no see. I'm happy to be back in the Northwest, you know? I mean, former UW guy. I mean, it's nice to be back in Seattle. You want to finish the former anything else? Former Houston Dynamo, two-time Major League Soccer champion. I mean, Portland Timber. Not by by choice. Not by choice. DC United, but uh, yeah. 10 years in the league and uh, happy to be done. Get to enjoy retirement. This will be my 10th year next year. Yeah, that's congratulations. ACL, by the way. I'll see if I yeah. make it. So. You know, I always say, man, it's uh, looking back at the, at the career, you know, it's easy to get to the top, man. It's hard to stay there. So to all the guys that have been putting in work and still able to be part of the game, I uh, my hat's off to everyone. For sure. Uh, tell me about this uh, spear, spear fit you got going spear. on. Yeah. Um, so I finished playing four years ago. Yeah. Uh, bad contract like most players. Yeah. You don't get that fairy tale ending like wonder most, what you're gonna do most players. Yeah. 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 And it was a, a very arduous transition for me. And I think, as everybody knows, you know, Major League Soccer is growing. Yeah. And contracts are growing. Popularity is growing. But yeah. we're still not the NFL. We're still not the NBA. We're still not MLB. So when I finished, I was still looking for a contract. I was still trying to train and stay in shape. And I started going to spin classes. I was going to, you know, these like hybrid like boot camp classes like Barry's Boot Camp, CrossFit's, yogas. And uh, I realized it was like, man, all these concepts are great, but it's it doesn't come close to what soccer fitness is. And then at the same time, I was also looking for connection. Um, I was looking for a relationship. I was looking for the teammates that I missed in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. And all I noticed was everybody connected on their phone, not actually each other. I think as a professional soccer player, former one, one of the greatest things about playing professionally is not on the field, it's off the field. It's the community, it's the locker room. And what I feel like most people are missing today is human connection. So. I created Sphere about four years ago to actually reconnect the locker room for not only players on the field, but players off, and to create a soccer-inspired fitness concept for the world to enjoy and uh, to actually stay connected uh, off our devices and on the field. So some unique workouts, and uh, more importantly, just an awesome way to keep our world connected. Now, I don't know if I'm getting older or or whatever, but I hear you. I think we got a 16-year-old in our locker room, and he's just always on his phone yeah so like everybody's always on their phone you can't even implement the fine if you're on your phone rule these days i don't even think that's a thing i mean when when, i mean i remember dominic in houston you couldn't even be on your phone phone you walked in the locker room you had brian ching that was like you know kicking you if you yeah it was and uh, then now it's like people are on there at least in my experience now people are on their phones on the treatment table in the tubs it's like you can't get it off them but i'm on board for it because i think that's the growth of where we are as a as a civilization as a as a as a as a club as a as a as like an entity of like a growth of like a sport Uh but i would also say on the on the other side of that when you really look at 
like what's most important and that's the relationships amongst the players in the yeah, locker rooms. Sure. I, I, I built my business off of the 2006 and 2007 Houston Dynamo team yeah. uh, and I have no MBA. I mean, I graduated from the University of Washington with an economics degree and I'm not successful yet, but I will say that I'm still in business after five years and thriving. You're doing something only right. Be only because of the of the dynamic of what I learned of working amongst other players that yeah. actually not only like saw each other but like respected each other and actually built relationships with each other. Sure. You can't do that on your device. You no. can't do that on mobile webs, and you can't find. I mean, yeah, like people go to Tinder and Bumble for business or relationships. Yeah. They go to LinkedIn to connect. There's nothing like shaking somebody's hand and looking them in the eye and having a beer yeah. or taking a girl out on a date and like looking her in the eye. I mean, yeah. you can't skip can't that pass. Like that's something that is so important. And so even as our as our 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 business evolves, like as the sport evolves of soccer, yeah. the one thing that needs to stay super important is the integrity of the locker room and making sure that every club continues to maintain the relationships that are so important and intrinsic to actually create a successful team. And I will say that for the Sounders, I'm not in that locker room, but you are, and probably can attest to the dynamic of that group and for what Smetzer has created, yeah, right? Sure. I think that's you important. Can... Of any successful team, you'll go back to the locker room before you talk about the field. Since I've been here, it's going to be my second MLS Cup in three years, and Schmetzer has been head coach. It's going to be his third MLS Cup in three and a half years, I'll give him, but um, it just... Like it's, you, it's crazy. You were, it's you camaraderie. Were, you were with Ziggy, right? I was not. You were, no, I, was yeah. Bless his heart. I came 17 yeah. after Spencer yeah. took over. But my thing is, you know, he, he took over that team and like things changed. But I would be curious as to like that dynamic of of, of what changed, yeah. right? Like what was the difference yeah. between that, that group be and another group, between one coach to another? And what's the dynamic of, of that organization? Yeah. Because it's not like there's a bunch of new players that change. There's a mentality or there's yeah. something that shifted. And sometimes change provokes growth too, right? So even having a new coach come in sometimes also it gives brings people new, closer together. Gives some players that didn't have a voice actually an opportunity yeah. to actually play, right? Everybody's starting from scratch. Christian Roland, like, I mean, look yep. at the guy, man. He's 100%. freaking dynamite. 100%. But I'm saying you need that. Schmetzer says Papa, so. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, let's test to it though, but sphere yeah. soccer inspired fitness but my main mission as a player was always to create assists for players yeah. like you to score okay. never wanted to score myself lucky i found Deep the goal down you wanted to score yeah but i wasn't good enough to do that <laughs> but i knew hey. my position yeah and hey, i know your role the best thing that i've been able to find and i and any any player listening i i hope and wish that they find what they're truly good at yeah and then just focus on that and that's truly for me is creating assists for other people and connection. And that's what I truly enjoy as a human being. And I'm, what I was able to do as a player on the field has helped me to create a future off. And, you know, being able to find that part of what I enjoyed and what created so many opportunities and scholarship, you know, playing professionally and now actually to be able to keep the ball rolling and help other players that players, people yeah. that have never been able to do what you get yeah. to do for a living will. But to be able to feel the connection and to be able to bring people together, I think that's, that's truly my my journey here on this earth and what I'm supposed to be doing and to help other people to be able to feel that experience. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Mike. We go, go Sounders, it. man. Let's that's go, right, man. Let's go. I'm excited for this game, man. What's, there, in, what's, what's your scoreline? Well, I mean, it, I know you're biased. Well, I'm going to say 2-0. 
to the Why? Sounders. Why? Because I think we're going to get on them, and it's going to be late. It's going to be about 70, 80th minute. It's going to be one nothing. We're going to get our second because they're going to be pushing. And okay, Tell me the one self, thing yeah. that you're most worried about, though, in this game. Honestly, worried about? Yeah. Um, if there's a concern, like if there's an area that you're saying to your team, like, hey, we got to worry about this one thing. I think. What is it? Us getting lulled to sleep going forward that they might be able to get, get caught us on the back. But not even like on a counterattack, just like if we give the ball away in possession cheaply in the yeah. middle third, that they might be able to get us quick. Yeah. So, I like it. Cool. Proud of you. Man. Chewy. Love you. Love you, brother. Good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, right. Amen. Yeah. All right. All right. Welcome back to the Center Heart Triplecast. Bear with us. No study at this. Center Heart Podcast. We're going to close this out with our favorite segment. Actually, yeah. I got two segments. The first segment is we pitch a segment to Will Bruin. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. God. So here's the segment idea. It's called... If you're going to listen to any segment, it's this one. This is this one. Yes. It's called Penalty Kicks or Kick Rocks. The premise of this, of this segment is we're going to tell you a name of a player, and you will tell us whether or not you would want them to... Kick rocks oh, yeah. or take penalties. I thought this was like a facial expression thing. And wait, you're gonna tell us the, the way you're gonna tell us is by making a face, okay. and I am yeah, gonna yeah. describe the that's facial the whole bit. thing well, that's that you're making. You'll tell well, us. To, yeah. uh, wait, I know. Humor, Jeremy. So what right, do you think? Right, right. Is this a good segment or a bad segment? Are we gonna do the segment? We'll do the segment. I'm not what? necessarily what? gonna say it's a good segment, but we'll <laughs> what? do. <it. laughs> Unprecedented stuff. I'll say it's a shit segment, but we'll give it. A okay, fair enough. It might be two seconds, but that's okay. That's really, that's okay, really I'll give you. I'll give you. Give you a couple names. I don't know. I don't think we're gonna start. Right. Start with the first name, Will Bruin. Kick rocks or penalty kicks? I thought I was giving you facial expressions. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Give yeah. me your facial expression. He's wow. I, Ah, wow. <laughs> that doesn't seem very... I'm going to say that's a kick rocks. He's making a very funny face. He doesn't look like he's into it. Yeah, well, you saw what happened last year. I know. Yeah. All right. Did you Hit miss, last, did you miss, miss last year? All right, how about this one? Hit the damn post. Oh, okay. No. How about this one? Brad <laughs> Evans. Yeah, it sounds like that's a that's a penalty kick. He's not, even make, he's he's not here. He's not here. Know, you can make, make noises. He's given a... a uh, yes, I'll, I'll take him. Uh, how about Bobby Warshaw? Oh, that is a disgusting wow. face. That is a disgusting face. I'd say it's kick rocks. Last one, we're going to go Taylor Twelman. So it sounds like Taylor is in, is in your penalty kick shootout. That's Great. it. That's the whole segment. That's the whole segment. Okay. Great. Easy enough. <laughs> All right. All right. What a Moving sweet segment. One. All right. So we're going to do a final couple advice we love your advice. We've got a bunch of people sending them in. Lick it. Take it away. What are the right. best pieces of advice you like want to get? making a guest appearance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Uh, Steve Edholm asks, going to propose to my girlfriend this weekend when heading to Bainbridge. Any ideas on how to do it? So, like, this is heading to Bainbridge and you're yeah. going to propose. Like, are you going to propose on the ferry? Or are you going to propose well, when I, you get he's to asking. He's asking when you... You know, he's when asking do you do it? when, oh, how. I think, um, you know, I think when you get to Bainbridge, I think if you do it prematurely on the ferry, it's a little much. But then I also think you could also do it on the way back because then she could think like, oh, the whole oh. day's over. But here's the double-edged sword. She could also be like, I'm tired. Like, yeah, uh, it's it's all over. But I yeah. think 
because you want to celebrate it. So I think you do it when you get there. Yeah. Okay. So I got a good story about this real quick. Uh, I proposed to my wife by putting the ring on top of the Christmas tree that we had and yada, yada, yada. It was yes. really late. <laughs> and I was like, you got to look at the top of the Christmas tree. I put, a, I put a star. She's like, it's really late. I really don't want to look. So, yeah. Don't wait too how, late. How did you propose, Will? Me? Yeah. Oh, man. Can we ask this? Yeah. It was in Houston. Um, it was a rainy day, and I had her parents come in town and everything. And we were supposed to go to the park. And she was like, why, why the hell are we going to the park on a rainy day? I'm like, go into the damn park. <laughs> Everybody shut your mouth. And her mom was like, yeah, we're going to the park. And if you know her, she's very soft-spoken. But uh, we went to the park, just like took our dog around. And she had her poncho on. She's like, seriously, why are we here? And I was like, Look, all right, let's just do it. So I asked her. I had a photographer there and everything. And <laughs> Is the photographer like hiding? The main reason why I'm like, we're going to the park. And it's costing money. Yeah, exactly. And she was, I mean, it was, to me, it was like so much work for, we've been together for like five or six years before that. So like, I don't want to say I knew she was going to say yes, but I knew she was going to say yes. So it was like a lot of work for that, but it was good. It's okay. the most romantic thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So romantic. Yeah. Yes. So romantic. Okay. Next question. My cousin Tim is from St. Louis and growing up, he pr pronounced Nikes as bikes or hikes. Do you do this like it was a regional thing? Should I make fun of for him for life or should I give him a pass? What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> All right. Next question. Nike. Adam P. asks, not, a, not really a problem. He's not from St. Louis. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Next question. Next question. But as he is a son of the Midwest, I'm curious as his of his hot take on mayonnaise. Is it good? When is it acceptable to put on question mark? His take on milk it was so profound. Figure mayo will, will be just as good. Why is everybody making Midwesterners sound so weird? <laughs> like, you just put mayonnaise on, like, a ham sandwich or whatever the hell you want. Like, that's it. Nothing else. I actually, when I lived in Houston, I had I went out to dinner with somebody who put mayonnaise on their fries, and I thought that was weird as shit. No, that's, that's like a French thing. No, there, see, right? here we go. That's like when Jeremiah's like, right. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, French. Yeah. Well, like, meat uh, is mean, weird. I actually kind of liked it, but it's not something I do. <laughs> but put it on your ham sandwich or turkey sandwich. There you go. Okay. Rick Swordsfeed asks, how early is it too early to begin drinking for MLS Cup? Probably 10 a.m. on a Friday. I am on Friday. That was this morning. Yeah, like, you should have started Wednesday. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, Rick. God damn it, Rick. Jeez. Get your shit together. <laughs> okay, next question. We got to have a here. <laughs> Just, happens once in a lifetime at home. Justin asks, I'm at the tall end of the kitchen remodel. Should I, should the backsplash come up six Six inches or 12 inches from the countertop. I think that says eight inches or 12 inches. Well, yeah, sure. Eight inches um, or 12 inches. I actually can relate to this question because I saw a response that I thought was very funny. Are you a monster? Why would you put eight inches? Like 12 inches, it has to be at least 12 inches. Like, yeah, how are you it's crazy? Justin, come on. I, it's amazing to me how many black splashes are like What's four wrong inches. With you? It's crazy. Yeah, Justin, rethink so your question. Jeremiah's house has a bunch of four-inch yeah. splash. No, yeah. Oh, before splashes. I remodel. Don't, don't be like Jeremiah is the answer. Hashtag don't be like Jeremiah. Okay. Garrett asks, destination wedding or local? So, 
I had a local wedding, me and my wife, and my brother had a destination wedding. I wasn't able to make the destination wedding nice. because it was in Tofino when we lived in Houston. So, um, obviously, you can see I saw this question before. But good. My advice is local. Unless you don't want Will to show up. Yeah, right. unless you like really want to make it difficult for your guests to get there, yeah. or like, or like less. Huh? Awesome. Yeah. All right. Last question with this segment. Dominic, what's the best parenting advice you received but thought was bogus at the time? We haven't had a lot of parenting advice. I know. Lately. It's like, so like whatever I thought was bogus was like, oh, yeah, just make sure you're sleeping now. I'm like, yeah, okay. I was going to say, something about sleeping yeah, was like, it going to be the I'll thing. sleep whenever I want to sleep and uh, I'm the man. <laughs> and then now we have the baby. It's like, oh, sir, are you whining? Yeah, I'll sleep whenever you want to sleep. So. We got one more? That's it. All right. Well, before we close out, Eric Freeberg is here. <laughs> Shit. Shit. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. It's in Spanish. Hola, hola, como estas? <laughs> Good to be here. Yeah, it was great to have you. I miss you guys. We miss you a lot. Uh, I don't know about that. No, we do. We do. You are an inde- you are constantly spoken of in, especially in the Sounder at Heart community. It's special. You're you have a special place in our heart, Eric. He's a legend. He's a I legend. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're, you're the same still, to you guys. Yeah, Eric, you are still you. The, the the pin tweet on Lickit's uh, Twitter timeline. I, I love that so much. Wow. And Lickit has a lot of tweets. <laughs> he does. What makes Eric like so mystical? I don't know. What is I it? He, it's like there's something I'm so Brad's lovable friend. about that. Yeah, we're friends. I think there is like this. It's like I think he came into this. He came to us with like, these like seemingly wide eyes. He's like Harry Potter. Like very, wow. very interested in, in like taking it all in. Yeah. And I think it was kind of endearing that he, his English, what like I think we assume Swedes are gonna speak like great English. His English was not great when he first came here. Yeah, you're right. He understood it all, but I think that made him like Adam Johansson came and it was like he was the textbook, textbook professor. Right? Yeah. Eric, not so much, but I think he wanted to learn, and he seemed to be wanting to immerse himself in American culture. And then there what was the guy. taco tweet. Yeah, the taco tweet really took it to a different level. That's really level. what it was, the taco tweet. Yeah. Wait, was that Lickin? That's his affinity with Spanish. That's where it came from. No, 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 I think I still was, see that. That was uh, Brad and Brad and Eric talking about No, you guys didn't make that tweet. <laughs> yeah. Eric, what's your favorite memory playing with the Sounders? Yeah. Favorite memory playing with the Sounders? I mentioned your number 10 performance in 2016. I heard it was impeccable. That was amazing. There's only one yeah. number 10 on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They had like a guy, and a small guy, Toronto. Nobody knows the name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's forgotten. But he was. <laughs> he they told me 40 and he should be pretty good, but uh, oh. <laughs> didn't live up to, couldn't handle the pressure. <laughs> I don't remember. It's like, say, of course, when we won the, that, but I, the US Open Cup, that's. 2011, what well, I was, that was amazing. It was at home, right? Home. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chicago Fire. Electric jerseys. Yeah, when Ozzy scored. Yeah, uh, it was electric. Ozzy scored the last. That's right. Second goal. Yeah. 
that was the, the stadium was really loud that game. Yeah. That was that was pretty sick. What's crazy about that? There was thirty-five thousand or so in the stadium, and it was as loud as I'd ever heard. What it's going to be like? There's every potential for it to be yeah. that same energy, but with twice as many people. On it's, it's, I think it's going to be insane. Sunday's going to be awesome. I think Jordan's going to score one zero in overtime. Jordan Morris. Oh, I thought he said Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "How do you spell Jordan? Y O O R D Y N." Jordan. So you guys can relax. We're gonna win. Yeah, I, I like here. that. I like that. Of course. There, I mean, when you look at this from a, you're coming from the outside. You obviously haven't been in the locker room. Does or it feel he? like a? Does it feel like a, to you? Does it feel like an inevitability? Uh, you're gonna have to define mean? inevitability. Does it feel like it's? Does it? Like, can you see this happening any other way? Like, what's the? What's the? What's? What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I mean, Toronto is a good team, so of course they, it's going to be a tight match. And, and I say one, one here in overtime, so I means if they score in overtime, it's going to be... <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, but uh, at home, I, I cannot see Soundless Luke this game. We, we've talked a lot about on this trip. Eric's been so impressed with Schmetzer's coaching and his tactical ability, um, especially going back to Sweden, you know, the coaches that he's had there. So I just want to hear his opinion of how Schmetz has gotten the team here. Yeah, how's he going to line him up? He's awesome. Tactical? I mean, three, three finals in four years. It's amazing. Anybody in Sweden do that? No, we don't have any finals. <laughs> we have like a normal league. Yeah, yeah, you would have a normal soccer league. So Brian yeah. would have won the normal soccer league three or four years. I mean, probably. I mean, that's the supporter shield, basically, right? Yeah, same thing. Redacted. But what? I'm what? When you think of Brian, when he came, what was some of the big changes that he? How did the team change when he started coaching? I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, he's from when he took over. It was like a new star. We were we were probably last in the last in the in the standings then. And then we we bring in Nico and a couple other guys, and uh, yeah, we we start winning. And then we have like a good confidence for for the playoffs, and then just right on that. So that was. But he he he's a good coach. Great. No. Awesome. What's your favorite thing about America? You. <laughs> that's excuse me. Set him up for that and one. That's perfect. Alley oop. Well, that's. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's probably a good play. You got anything else for him, Brad? No, I don't. I don't. I've been talking Yo, to him for seventy-two else? hours. Eric, thank you for doing this. Thank you, guys. Thanks to Brad Evans, Jimmy Conrad, Taylor Twelman. Bobby Warshaw, Marcel Nurse, Mike Chabala, <laughs> Eric Freeberg. This is quite a a power pack. A panel, a panel. It was an insane panel. Quite the panel. All you, all you have to do is go to MLS Cup at home and you get a cool panel. I know. This is like <laughs> this is like the most epic panel we've ever had. All you do is just host a host yeah, an MLS that's Cup. That's all we gotta do. Yeah. You need a show just because of. We'll run it well, back next year. What? <laughs> but uh, apparently I'm, this isn't even my podcast anymore. Wow. No, it's still uh, your podcast. What are you talking about? Like oh, I'm with all these people. Yeah. <laughs> Will loves it. I thought it was Brad's podcast. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. The next episode is going to be the Zach Awani's. Yeah, that's my favorite. Brad Evans podcast. It's going to be Jeremiah and Mark. Don't do that to us. Well, don't do that to us. Don't be mad. Silence on the. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Who's talking? All right. So anyway, thanks for listening. No Sadiette, center our podcast. Bear with us. Will, Will Bruin, lick it. Sign us off, Will. Been the longest podcast ever, but yes. thanks for listening. If you made it this far, then you are a saint. Yes. Goodbye. Thank you. Will Bruin does his score.